Yo, what's up? Welcome to episode 51 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition. I'm your host, Taylor Ringel. Griffin Warner, my co-host, is here. Griff, we got ourselves a two and oh best bet week. How are we doing, Griff? I'm I'm amped up for two and oh. We love two and O's around here. Yeah, do better than two and oh. Um, you know, I I feel like I'm not to toot my own horn, but uh steaming hot right now. Uh, smoking hot right now. Five in a row, you know, trying to keep that going. Feel good about baseball season. It's not been the easiest uh, slog so far this year, but uh, you know, we're, we're at the good time of the year where where teams are starting to separate themselves. We're trying to see some teams that look they look like playoff teams, and uh, and Elise is getting really close. It's getting tight after the Yankees beat the Mets in the Bronx. Braves can't stop winning. We'll talk about a bunch of these games coming up. We have a we have our series spotlight, of course, for the weekend. We got some cool games to break down there. Of course, we have our uh, Friday card and then best bets at end of show. But before we get into anything, a little program update. It has been told that we have to do two episodes per week for the foreseeable future, which I'm assuming it's until the end of the season. Griffin and I don't want that. That's just what we're being told, and we have to do what we're told, unfortunately. And we're getting tweets from you guys, and we hear you, that you guys are uh, want more than just two two episodes per week. But these is, this is what, we have, what we're dealt with. So we'll be doing what we did early in the year when there was Monday episodes come out and then also Friday episodes come out. So nothing in the middle of the week, which is a bummer because we love doing our fan questions those days. And getting awesome lines and awesome games to bet on and talk about for the middle of the week. So, um, Griff, you have anything to say about uh, this new program update we have? Well, thank you for doing it. Um, pour one out for us. Um, but we'll still be uh, watching and, and certainly any interactions. If you guys want to throw stuff to us on Twitter, feel free. Um, at the real G Warner, at Taylor Ringgold will be uh, the real underscore G Warner. I better say that right. And at Taylor Ringgold, throw us whatever you guys got on there and we'll try to fill some time with some uh, some chats uh, without the, the audio portion, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's the news. That's the news. That's the news. And if, uh, Look, if anything else changes, we'll and we'll keep everybody updated. We're always giving our listeners the update. We always are. So, with that being said, Griff, do you want to jump into? Um, oh, I'll do a quick um, ad read. Actually, I'll do that. So, um, we'll do pregame like Super Contest twenty two free and easier like the Super Contest NFL five NFL spread side picks per week. You don't have to make all your picks at once. Plus, the advantage of the best number using live lines is available. Winner gets choice of a $1,500 cash prize or entry into next year's Westgate Super Contest. It's free to enter. Just go to pregame.com and then click on the contest to find the Super Contest 22. It's free and easier. Go do it right now on pregame. Go do it. All right, Griff, serious spotlight. What do we got? Yes. So while everyone's going to win the super contest or the pregame version of the super contest, um, we will go into our series spotlight. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals and they are hosting the Atlanta Braves this weekend uh, in St. Louis. I imagine the weather is going to be nice and hot, steamy, humid, 
but a lot of sunshine, hopefully. Uh, and the Cardinals have stretched out their lead to six games in Central, which is uh, way, way bigger than uh, it was the last time we recorded. Uh, thank the, I guess, the Los Angeles Dodgers for for beating me up on the Brewers for that. Um, meanwhile, I already alluded to it, but the Braves have now closed into a game and a half back of the Mets right now, which is um, something, considering I feel like a bunch of times this year it looked like the Braves were down and out. But a pretty good run for Atlanta. And Atlanta goes into the series starting Spencer Strider Friday, Charlie Morton Saturday, and Jake Odorizzi on Sunday. The Cardinals are going to uh, counter with Jose Quintana, which looks really scary against a powerful Atlanta lineup. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, uh, who's been so awesome. And I know he's your favorite. You have a bunch of his old Yankee jerseys and then Adam Wainwright on Sunday. So this looks like, I mean, a pretty big series, maybe a preview of the playoffs or maybe I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work its way in, into the depth of how everything works through it. But uh, two really good teams should be a great series. Uh, the Braves one and a half back of the Mets right now. I mean, certainly could make a, a big push into getting somehow into the lead in the NL East, which would be uh, quite the, the change from what we were seeing earlier in the year and the Cardinals, you know, up six games and the Brewers feel probably feel pretty comfortable right now, considering there's like 50 games less than the season or way less than that, actually. So pretty good shape for the Cardinals. What do you got in that series? It's huge, man. It's, it's huge. Um, it's the, you know, these two teams, it's very important for them right now to kind of just kind of uh, gain lead and also just stay afloat. So um, I'm very intrigued. There's so many, I'm looking at this this schedule here, Griff. There's just so many good games to watch just for the weekend. Underrated series um, could be, you know, just like at the Yankees. I don't know the Yankees playing Oakland A's. It's the double eight Oakland A's, but it, you know that series is is big because they can gain lead. Um, the White Sox playing the Diamondbacks. Can the White Sox gain lead and get into second place over the Twinkies who are in the NL, AL Central, which they're both, as of right now, tied for second, which is insane. Um, you know, the Rays and Red Sox. So there's a bunch of series right now that can be implemented, but the one you picked were, was, was pretty damn good as well. All right, so, give us yours. So um, what my pick here, going the Baltimore Orioles are flying all the way to Houston. To play the Astros. Astros clearly, Griff, have run away with this division, 12 and a half up in the American League West. And the Baltimore Orioles, yes, they're sitting in fourth place, 11 and a half back, 64 and 59 record right now. But they are sniffing, sniffing for a wild card spot. Two, spot. They're two and a half out, out of the third place spot as of right now. But they are the first team on the bubble. There's trailing the Mariners, the Blue Jays, and of course the Tampa Bay Rays. Those are your three wildcard teams. But big series ahead. And it's not going to be easy for this Baltimore Orioles team. The pitching matchups, I mean, you want to talk about lopsided. It is the definition of lopsided. Okay. You have Lance McCullers taking on Kyle Bradish in game one. Game two on Saturday. We have Dean Kramer versus Christian Javier. And then game three, Austin Volt is taking on Jose Urquidy. Last start for Lance McCullers. He pitched decently well against the Atlanta Braves. Five innings, allowed three earned runs, three walks. Don't walk in a lot of guys. First game off the aisle, 
on August 13th, he walked four in his last like he last outing, he walked three. Christian Javier had a really nice start against the Braves. Six innings, allowed one earned run, struck out eight. And Jose Urquidy in his last start against those Braves, seven strong innings, two earned runs, struck out six. So when you're talking about a rotation, overall team in the Houston Astros who have been great all year, the question is going into the season, was the pitching going to be up to par and to be able to take on big teams like the Yankees, or the Red Sox, or the Rays, or the, the the Twins, of course, were the favorites for that division, the White Sox, and the, all, the their pitching has been outstanding. And the fact that they got Lance McCullers Jr. to come back after a long IL stint is a very valuable piece. But the Orioles are a team that are a scrappy team. They know how to fight. They're not going to throw out you these Big names like Kyle Bradish is not going to be a name to dazzle you. The guy has a 6.25 ERA right now. He's let up nine earned runs in his last three outings. He's never went, he's went more than six innings twice on his first outing on April 29th. And on May 10th, he went seven innings, struck out 11 Cardinals. Holy crap, got his first one of the year that day. And his only one of the of the year. They but, must not yeah. have been checking for the uh, sticky substances that day. I guess not, man. Seven innings, split up two earned runs, 11 strikeouts. That's tough. Uh, Dean Kramer has been a bright spot for the Orioles. He's had some success this year. ERA sitting at 3-4-5. And after, as of Austin Volf, he is not great. He <laughs> is not good. Um as I guess as an Oriole, he's been very good in 53 innings. He has, he has a 2.85 ERA. So I guess his time as an Oriole this year has been great. As a national to start the year, um, not so good. 18 innings. He has a, he had 18 innings. He has had a 10 ERA. So that's why the ERA is at five. So I guess Volk, that start with against Jose Urquidy could be gives the Astros some trouble because he's pitched decently well since he's been a Baltimore Oriole. But it's about the offenses as well. The, the I think Adley Rutschman's really giving the rookie of the year and Jose, um, I'm sorry, uh, Julio Rodriguez a run for his money because Rutschman's played very well. In my opinion, it's almost uh, maybe there's a few guys that can be up to par with Adley as the best catcher in the league right now. Adley is playing outstanding baseball. He's a unbelievable catcher, really knows how to hold a bullpen together, hold a rotation together. A lot of young guys pitching arms, but it's going to be a hell of a series. I'm very interested to see how this young Baltimore team can face against the Astros. So that is my weekend series spotlight to look forward to this weekend. Do you have any comments after my long, long rant? Yeah, that was, uh, didn't know how, if you're going to go for, uh, the rest of the show. I don't know, um, man. I don't know why I go that long sometimes. I apologize, but that I just, I'm feeling just, it, you know, got the spirit it. right inside of you. Um, you know, the Orioles, it's going to be a really tough weekend for them. Uh, I mean, they got 39 games left of their season. Uh, they're clearly way outperforming expectations. Absolutely. It's pretty awesome to see that. And uh, I'm happy for them, uh, but clearly when they traded some people away at the deadline, I don't know if that would have made up the three wins that they're currently trailing the Blue Jays from, but they've been competitive the whole way. I don't expect that to change. I expect they're probably going to Houston hoping to get one of these three. Um, not sure that they will uh, leave the third coast with a victory. I mean, a sweep would be really hard for them because then they'd be only two games over 500. 
which believe it or not feels like enough to get in the playoffs if you're in the AL Central. But uh, since it's a wild card and come from anywhere, um, I think it's going to be this might be one of those series where unfortunately with only 40 games left or 39 left, tough to have eight or three of them at Houston uh, when they're looking to try to keep rolling and big, big starter discrepancy, as you mentioned. But I mean, I'm looking forward to they get to miss Verlander and Valdez. That's pretty Huge. good to avoid those two V's. Um, and uh, maybe the Orioles can can do something. Um, think get one win and then try to keep going. Uh, but they're ultimately way ahead of schedule, so I think they're just happy to be where they are now and uh, got some good prospects, hopefully in the deal. And and maybe maybe this is a good team next season. Uh, but without further ado, uh, best bets will come end of show. But we're gonna get into Friday's card, starting with the Dodgers visiting Miami and the Marlins. One of the biggest. Another speaking of lopsided series. Uh, I got no starter right now for Miami, um, and I think they're going to probably do a bullpen day to fill in for Braxton Garrett, who uh, injured his oblique, and I think that's thrown off everything for him. Tyler Anderson going for the Dodgers. He's been awesome, and I would expect he will have a very, very nice day in Miami. He's been really, really good this year, and uh, Miami can't really hit lefties. So Whoever's going in for the bullpen game, or maybe they're calling somebody up for this one, I would not advocate putting uh, even my worst enemy's money on Miami in this one. Uh, next we'll go Cincinnati at Washington, Mike Miner at Cade Cavalli, right? Cavalli? Cavalli? He's yep, uh, Cavalli. Cavalli making his debut, so going to have a lot of nerves. I think he's an Oklahoma product, so not my favorite, but Boomer. anyway, anyway, um, Cavalli's actually a favorite right now, minus 122 at home, over-under is nine. Um, and that's saying something for the Nationals to be favored, one. Two, for it to be a rookie favored in his first start. I mean, the nice part is he's going against Mike Miner, who's looked like he's been dead for a few years now. Uh, but I lean <laughs> to the Reds here. Oh, my God. I just lo- looked at Miner's stats. Holy God, they're <laughs> They're, They're that good, huh? That good, dude. Huh? Two and ten to the six four four. That's bad. But a little bit on this kid, the Cavalli kid. Cavalli, a little background story from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Twenty four years young. He has really pitched well in AAA this year. Six four record, three seven one ERA, ninety seven innings. Here's the big one here: three home runs allowed nice. in ninety seven innings. That's pretty that good. Is very, very good. I mean, there's guys that I mean the best pitchers in baseball are letting up 15 home runs a year, maybe more, 20. But uh, you know, not a lot of strikeouts, you know, 104 strikeouts, 97 innings is pretty good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But the home runs, man, that's gonna be interesting. I know triple A is widely different when it comes to talent and into the show, but this is the Cincinnati Reds lineup that really can't hit that great. Uh, certain players like Jonathan India and other players like Mustakis haven't been playing great this year. You can't blame them after playing with a team like the Cincinnati Reds have been God awful all year, but I, I mean, I, they're I might... contributing to it. And I gotta say, I didn't know Mike Mustakis was still playing. Haven't seen him on a highlight in a very long time. I might be mistaken. I think I'm almost positive. He's still nah, playing nah, on the. I think, I he, think is. he is. I think he is. He is. He's batting um, 214 this year. So not great. 
Not, not great at all. Not what you're looking for, uh, but makes sense with uh, that swing. I'm looking at Mike Myers to find anything good uh, about this guy, and he hasn't seen the seventh inning since July 7th, which he just definitely Ooh. didn't. He didn't finish that one, but um, so that's seven starts. He's gone a maximum of five and two thirds, a minimum of uh, two two runs allowed. He did have one start where he gave up just one earned run. So maybe it's a pretty soft landing for Cade Cavalli to come up against him. Uh, I still don't believe that Washington should be favored against anybody, though they've had some pretty big wins as an underdog. I know at the Dodgers and a couple days ago, I feel like in San Diego, uh, I feel like they've been on the West Coast forever. But uh, we'll move along. Next one, we'll go Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. Bryce Wilson at, it looks like Bailey Falter coming in. This was supposed to be Zach Wheeler, which makes me worried as a fantasy owner of Zach Wheeler. I hope he's all right. Um, but that means the line that we had out there, which, wow, was almost minus 300 or was a $3 favorite was Zach Wheeler's line. So this one's going to be hard to say. I imagine Bailey Falter still a favorite against Bryce Wilson, probably in like the 150, 160 range would be my guess. Maybe even a little higher than that, probably a little higher. But uh, Pittsburgh can't really hit, so I guess why not throw up one of your uh, cover some outs types of guys and try to push the, the rotation back a little bit. Um, you got any thoughts on Bailey Falter? I know he has a really long stride and gets as close to the batter as possible before he releases the ball. Yeah, that's like one of his teammates. David Robertson has done that his whole career. It looks like the ball's going to be – it looks like the ball's coming in at 97 when he's really throwing like 91, 92. But Bailey Falter, I watched his last start against the Mets. He pitched really well. I was very impressed. Six innings, only allowed one run, two hits allowed against that New York Met team. Kind of kept them off balance. Yeah, Zira is a little high at 4-4, but um, I was very impressed with his last start. And it was against the New York Mets. So maybe he might have a little bit more success against Wilson here in the Pirates. You know, when you watch some of these starts, you you want to see how, all right, the guy's going to get in some, into some trouble, runners in score position. How does he get out of it? He, he impressed me a little bit. I was watching the game at, at WFAN, which is one of my other jobs. And I was like, holy crap, this kid's actually keeping these, this team off balance. He's throwing good breaking ball pitches. You know, I was looking at his, you know, game log of this year. It's not, great at all but i was i was very shocked on how he how he played so um yeah i think that minus 300 is going to come down a little bit but you know definitely yeah. see how bailey works out is yeah it should um i don't know how how much lower it'll get but we'll move to the next we'll go colorado at the new york mets we got chad not so cool at chris bassett currently bassett Probably a monstrous favorite. Yep, he's a, another $3 favorite, minus 315. Uh, Over-under is eight. And uh, I feel like Cool can hang around, but uh, that's the best he's going to do here. Chris Bass has been really good. Uh, and Colorado doesn't hit when they're not at cores because um, they really don't have a lot of great players. And they seem to give away their best ones and pay their contracts to go somewhere else. So that's also bizarre to me. So um, uh, but... I don't really see a reason to get involved with Colorado here. Yeah, it's I uh, like want to stay away from Colorado the entire series. I mean, the DeGrom start, which we're recording right before game time on Thursday here, that line, what was it again? The, the What was the $4? It is. I, like I can tell you, uh, over four. Um, yeah. Currently, wow. Yeah, uh, Jacob DeGrom has fallen to minus 410 on bet online. So it was higher than that. I mean, some of the 
books with wider spreads, you might even have a bigger number on that one. Or fifty five. I'm seeing from Caesars. Holy yeah. crap! Caesars, Woo! they're they're taxing everybody, not just for the uh, tunics. Uh, they're they're going all in to say if you really want to bet, bet Jacob Degrom, we're not going to let you win any sort of money here. Um, but I think you had a stat earlier that said uh, you should look to the underdog in this situation. I I saw that I saw the stat and I'm and I'm still not going to do it. I just <laughs> I just I I see I understand the stats. It, it, it you know stats don't lie. Stats don't. never lie. Numbers but don't lie. Numbers People don't lie. lie. Men, women, they lie. But numbers never do. So I was still afraid. But I think I think his um how high of a favorite that that is. I think that's like the third, fourth time in, I don't know, five or six years where we've seen a $4 favorite, four and a half dollar favorite. You don't see it too often, Grift. And when it's DeGrom, it makes a little sense. But Chris Bassett, man, he's a $3 favorite against the Colorado Rockies. It's not like the Rockies are like a horror, like they're, they're bad. They're the worst road team in baseball, but they're, you know, this bad. I, I, this bad, Griff? I mean, on on DraftKings, he's they're the bets are minus three thirty. Um, so am I? Am I like crazy to say like that they're they're bad, but they're not this bad, or are they that? No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, it's probably not the worst thing to say. I mean, you could see that somehow they are four games over five hundred at home, which says a lot considering they're twenty one under on the road. Um, not great. Thirty three games back the Dodgers. But I mean, everybody would be at that point. So I guess that's not too disappointing. Um, I mean, you know, just you know, throw some, sprinkle some on the the Rockies tonight against Degrom and tomorrow against uh, uh, against Chris Bassett and see if, <laughs> if you have any left in your account. I don't know. Uh, next we'll go Chicago and the Cubs visiting the Milwaukee Brewers. The Cubs have been a little frisky lately. Justin Steele starting for him, striking out the world. Still really like him, uh, and he's visiting Freddie Peralta, who just. I'm still waiting for him to put it really all together. Currently Peralta only a minus one fifty-two favorite at home over under seven and a half. I really like the Cubs here. I, I don't know that I trust them nor that bullpen, which Roman Wick Rowan Wick is still having too big of a role in, in that uh end of game situation. But um they're getting a little bit more out of the lefty closer whose name's just immediately slipping my mind. Um, but ultimately I feel like the Cubs and steel are worth worth a look. I'll put it that way. What do you think? One thing to add from the from the Mets thing, uh, yeah. Pete Alonso in the last ten games is batting a buck fifty four. He's struggling offensively, but that could this could be a game where he opens the door and starts hitting the ball out of the ballpark again. So maybe look at a prop bet with with Pete Alonso. Um, that's all I want to say with that. But with this with this series alone, you said it right in the beginning. Like Freddie Freddie Peralta has really hasn't like been the Freddie Peralta we're used to. It, he needs to start picking it up if the Brewers want to have any sort of success going into the postseason or maybe make strides to winning that division. I don't think it's going to happen because that bullpen is so inconsistent. It's like they traded away um, you know, Josh Hader and they got Taylor Rogers, but Taylor Rogers is also hit or miss too. So it's someone needs to pick up the slack. Um, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to the Justin Steele here. I'm not I don't I've I've been on Steele before this this season against really good teams just like the Brewers. So I'm not opposed to that at all. Because Freddie Peralta, we know what, what Freddie Peralta can do. He can be a really dominant starter. But we just really haven't seen um, a lot of length out of him after coming off yeah. the IL. And he really hasn't been putting out a lot of success. 
Yeah, so he pitched pretty well against the Cubs his last start because, uh, of course, teams, they just have to play the exact same team and use the same pitchers every week. It just drives me insane. But uh, six innings pitched, five Ks, so not great there, but only only two earned in those six at the Cubs at Wrigley in a loss. Um, he went four innings against the Dodgers, only gave up one, but took a loss there. Um, went five, gave up two in a, a win, actually get – at home against the Rays. And then before that was his first start back, I think, and only went three and two thirds. So you're going to see a lot of that Milwaukee bullpen. And I think that's what you want as a Cubs backer here, potentially just really, I mean, the Milwaukee lineup's definitely better than the Cubs, but I don't know. They're sinking like a rock six games back of the Cardinals right now. And I feel like they're feeling the pressure quite a bit. Next we'll move to uh, St. Louis and Atlanta for my series spotlight. And we got uh, Jose Quintana hosting Spencer Strider. Uh, current number is Strider, a minus 137 road favorite, which is a lot of respect. But uh, I think based on his arm and I think the way Quintana matches up with a really powerful Braves lineup from the left side when they're going to be swinging for the fences the whole time. Scary, scary, scary. Um, over under seven and a half. You got any faith in uh, Quintana here? Oy. Quintana, it looks like he's trying to find the fountain of youth. Because when he was a White Sox, he was pretty damn good. Uh, was it a White Sox? Am I correct? Yeah, um, I mean, that, yeah, I think that was his premiere. I mean, he was good for the Cubs. I mean, he's been bousing around for ages now. He was I feel Angels. Like. He was. Uh, let's see. He was he's White got Sox. Got more jobs yeah. than you right now, probably. Facts. Uh, so White Sox for a while, then Cubs for since seventeen to twenty twenty, and then it was Angels, Giants, Padres, Pirates, and now he is with the Cardinals after being traded from. The Pirates, but this is the first year in seems like since 2017 where he has an ERA under three and a half. So that's that's yeah, not not great. He's had some six ERAs here, four and a half here. Um, I think the reason I mean, like the Braves are an insane team, and so is the Cardinals. Strider has had a really good year, but not having Arenado in the lineup. For the series, I think it's the full series because he just went on the um, his his wife is giving birth to their first. Congrats child. on the sex, Nolan. Yes, we love you, Nolan. Um, I'm a big fan. <laughs> He's my favorite player in the game. I, I don't know, I know anybody I know, knows that. I know, um, I know. Love him. Got ejected the other night. Uh, I'm all for him getting injected. It's fine. You got to got to argue that um, anyway. Yeah. So losing Arenado is definitely important. Because he's a, a the best third baseman defensively in the game, and he's a one of the better power bats and all overall hitters in that lineup. So against Strider in that really good Braves bullpen, I know one player can't do change an entire game, but he's a big important piece in that lineup. So I probably r- ride with the Braves because also the Braves have been extremely hot for it seems like since June. Yeah, I would say it's a. Uh, I mean, it probably. Is- baked into that number um no arenado because that does put a pretty big hole i mean probably means nolan nolan gorman's gonna play a little more which i'm looking forward to um but unfortunately he just hasn't got enough of a shot this year i don't think um and of course as i'm live on a podcast my phone stops working but i think we're gonna be back in a second and we'll go with okay now we switch the al we got reed detmers visiting mitch white uh, Mitch White is unlikely to go too far into this game, but 
Jay's pen has been a little bit better as of late. Currently, Mitch White, a minus 167 favorite, over-unders eight and a half. Uh, I like Reed Detmers, what he's done. He didn't have a great start last time out against Detroit, but um, I'll look past that because I think he's a good, good pitcher. And I don't think, like I just said, that Mitch White's going to give too much length here. Um, any interest in the Angels visiting clearly a much better Toronto Blue Jays? That sentence alone, any thought in the Angels or any faith in the Angels, uh, I wish I could agree upon that. I wish I can say, yes, I have so much faith in this horrendous, horrendous Angels team. I think I saw a stat that said Joe Madden has more wins as a manager this year than the the manager that's actually managing the Angels right now in Phil Nevin, which I thought was hilarious. That's how bad the Angels are right now. Um, yeah, Mitch White, you're right. He's not going to go the distance. His last three outings, he hasn't even reached five innings. So that's definitely going to be a real key factor against the, uh, you know, for the Blue Jays against the Angels here. You know, Reed Detmers has been pitching better, but he's had the one start that's that's been the outlier of this year, which is the no-hitter he threw, which, which honestly, it seems like it's been three years since that happened. Am I wrong? Oh, man. I mean, a lot has changed since then. Joe Madden got a mohawk and couldn't even show his team the mohawk to inspire them. Maybe that's why they missed out on the mohawk and they just haven't so. really been able to pick it up since then. I mean, sad story for them. But uh, I've also been very thankful for how overrated they've been for all of the season. So I guess, you know, it's hard, hard to say exactly how I feel about that one. Uh, we'll move along next to Tampa Bay at the Boston Red Sox. Mike Waka starting for the Red Sox. We got no starter yet for Tampa. Probably a bullpen game. And I feel like I, I give them a decent chance here. I imagine uh, I made Waka a, a, a slight favorite in this game, even against a bullpen game. He had a really good start recently. But um, I feel like the Red Sox are just – they're kind of playing out the string right now. J.D. Martinez looks really banged up. Um, but without a line on this one, I think we can probably – Save some time and go to the next one. We'll go Detroit at Texas. Tyler Alexander at Glenn Otto. Uh, currently Otto minus 158 home favorite. Or excuse me, 161 home favorite. Over-unders eight. Um, two teams not going very far, i got to say, unfortunately. Um, especially as someone who lives in Dallas hoping for a title-winning team. Certainly not the Rangers this year. Um, Tyler Alexander's got some good stuff, but ultimately he's a lefty that doesn't throw very hard. Not going to overpower you. Glenn Otto, I know you love the name. Um, you got anything on this one? Former Yankee farm man, I think. Glenn Otto, I think I almost, mm. almost thought there. Um, yeah, not really the most exciting matchup here. Tyler Alexander, he – God, he averages no strikeouts, huh? The guy doesn't strike out of anybody. He's hitting maybe – wow, 5Ks against the Twins. That is a – Big time. I want to say that's a season high for Tyler Alexander because his last three starts, he's had a total of 6Ks. Uh, loves the walk batters, uh, three walks in against the White Sox in five innings. That's not great. Uh, the Angels last start did okay-ish. If you want to say three earned runs in six innings is okay, which I guess it's fine. As the ERA's at four. That's a quality start they call in. in they call that nowadays. Age. Yeah, quality start against the Angels. I guess that's good. Um, yeah, not really the most exciting game. Um, I, I guess what we're seeing here is minus 161 for the Texas Rangers. Uh, good luck betting on this game. Have fun. 
uh, I'll be watching it from afar, I guess, which afar means the uh, MLB game day app and just watch the stats just keep rolling in. I've been doing watch. a lot of MLB beginning lately because I don't ha- unless I'm really I did watch the uh, the Royals and the Diamondbacks because as you would on a Wednesday night uh, wow. last night. But wow, yeah. that is something. How but was most that? Of the t- most, I mean, it was t- great pitcher. I mean. Zach Allen and and Brady Singer were awesome. Um, Dalton Varcho had a big one for the fantasy squad, you know, even though I was rooting against him because I had the Royals last night. But uh, that one actually didn't involve a blown save, though I got to say Scott Barlow made me very nervous. Next, we'll go with your series spotlight, Baltimore Kyle Bradish at Lance McCullers Jr. No number on this one just yet. I'm expecting the O's probably between a one and a half and a $2 underdog on the yeah. road. Um, do you got Are you giving your guy Kyle Bradish a chance? Uh, I think the, the chances are slim. Yeah. The chances are very slim. McCullers has been impressive in his last two starts, which is his only two starts of the year. No one runs in his first start first outing. And I want to say it was three earned runs in, in his last McCullers is going to be a very valuable piece going down the stretch. I'm I'm actually wondering how they're going to manage him these next few this next month. How mm. many innings he's going to go? You know, when it comes to the postseason, Griff, guys like this who, for one, hasn't pitched at all this season. Two, the Astros are probably going to keep him on a short short leash. And three. He's a star that definitely will be a reliever, I'd say, going into the postseason. The Astros are very lucky to have a deep rotation when it comes to a three- or four-man rotation, however they start playing it out throughout the postseason. But McCullough might be one of those guys that might be a reliever. That's how I mean, I would plan it. McCullough has pitched pretty well in the postseason. He's had his moments. So, you know, that's why I'm not getting paid the big bucks to make the decisions. But if I was Dusty Baker, maybe I'd do it that way. But when it comes to this outing, I think McCullers is going to be a heavy favorite because Kyle Bradish sucks. That's the bottom line. <laughs> I mean, I so Verlander Valdez definitely one and two in that rotation. I think they're trying to figure out. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have Luis Garcia, Christian Javier, Arquiti, and McCullers all as options for like giving you three innings because you never know with how these series are going to be. Right. Um, I don't. I mean that that's a pretty dynamic, especially because you know you need a, a deep bullpen to go anywhere, and the Astros are good. So I like the, Mets the idea have of that just, too. Yeah, just get as many guys as you can. I mean, the Mets are because they're going to go Degrom and, and Scherzer for sure. But Bassett, I, I don't see any reason why he should be coming out of the bullpen necessarily. They have Carrasco's injury helps, I think, to make that yeah. a little easier of a decision. But. Um, we could probably get into that a little bit deeper as we get closer to the playoffs, uh, future shows. Uh, next, we'll go to your Yankees. They're visiting on the West Coast at Oakland. Garrett Cole at J.P. Sears' uh, revenge game for their former farmhand who they just traded away uh, for Frankie Montas. wonder if they'd rather have Sears still, but uh, I digress. Um, no number on this one. Cole should be a monstrous favorite. Um, what what are you you worried about this trip? I feel like the Yankees were just on the West Coast, but I guess they had to come back east and then go back west again. Yeah, uh, the traveling secretary probably ain't happy with how they had to plan this whole trip out here, going west to play the Mariners, and then short trip out west, and then they got to play two of the other American League West teams. 
he out there. So uh, don't love that. I have to work all these games, so I'm loving that. I got to be up to four in the morning, so that'll be fun. Uh, JP Sears has pitched really well this year when it comes to pitching for the Yankees and, of course, the Oakland A's. Um, was he a big prospect? Um, I'm not sure what rank he rank he was in the system. He's not the one you hear about when everyone was talking. I mean, the A's probably know what they're doing at least to a certain extent because they've only been competitive. They haven't done it with big signings to say the least. So they probably had some <laughs> sort of tell. Right. And Sears had, I mean, he had some good numbers for the Yankees so far this year. I was kind of surprised that they they traded him. It doesn't seem like the Montas move has gone. I mean, it's early yet, but it hasn't gone great so far. Trevino with that big save on Sunday. Um. I, I don't think that was what they would have wanted to do, but he, he did what they asked him to do. So that was big. Um, yeah. I just, I, I would worry anytime that the Rays are involved, I'm worried about trading and the A's a little bit. Cause that's kind of how they build their franchise. But um, got anything more on that or, or do you want me to move to, uh, I'll, I'll just say something uh, real quick. Uh, this whole stretch on the West coast, Oakland A's and then the angels. And they come back home to play the, either they're coming home to play the Rays or they're on the road. In Tampa, I, I have to double check that, but they breaking news today that Nestor Cortez is on hitting the IL, which is a huge loss. I'm assuming Clark Schmidt. They call that some reliever, but I'm assuming Clark Schmidt might be taking the role as the starter to take over. How bad is the uh, nasty Nestor injury? I'm, I'm not quite sure how bad it is, but um, it's at least 15 days for pitchers. So that's at, at least half yeah. A so. Month. Yeah. Yeah. It's a left groin strain for Nestor mm. Cortez. Okay. So, uh, better than an arm, but still not great. Yeah. So, this is a, it's a, it's big, man. And it's, uh, look, it's the Oakland A's. They suck. We get it. But it, it doesn't matter. You need to get these wins done. And it's good that Garrett Cole's starting the road trip on the West Coast, which is always the shittiest time to go. Um, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. Nobody likes a West Coast trip. Nobody does. So Garrett Cole comes on the mound, strikes out hopefully like 12 and keeps the bullpen at ease because the bullpen was overworked against the Mets this weekend, this past week. So, um, yeah, they're going to be like, I, I would assume Cole's going to be like a $3 favorite. Maybe uh, I would hope so. Um, maybe a high twos. Yeah, but probably, uh, probably. yeah, so that's that's my little stance on the Yankees and you know going forward. I know we're not going to be talking much baseball. We're going to miss that middle episode of the week, but I'm trying to get as much information out till we see you guys again. Yeah, I mean, especially I think Fridays we'll try to to do a little bit more of addressing the full weekend. I mean, Friday shows probably won't change too much, but Monday we might have a little bit longer of a look, especially because the Monday cards yeah. are sometimes a little bit thinner than the rest. Uh, Got to figure out how to get some Oreos into the. Uh, into the the uh, Monday shows, but um, next on the list will go. Uh, still staying in the uh, American League, and what almost was my pick for uh, series spotlight, pretty big one I think, is Cleveland visiting Seattle. We got Shane Bieber, don't call him Justin, at Logan Gilbert, and what might be the the matchup of the day I think. Uh, currently, Logan Gilbert minus one hundred five favorite at home, over under seven, and I've got some thoughts on him. He's had a really good year. Still a very young arm. Kind of amazed that he's been sticking around in the rotation. He's fought through some kind of struggles, some some poor days, a lot of good starts surrounding them, of course. And he's a big arm, big prospect, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but this is a big test for him. Um, he's going to go toe-to-toe with Bieber, who's not had the velocity, as we talked about at length, probably a month or two ago now. 
Uh, but Shane Beaver's still been putting up good numbers. He's still been really solid. When you look at uh, the playoff race, the Mariners on 67 wins, they're um, tied with the Blue Jays in, in the win column, three ahead of the, the Orioles right now, two behind the, the Rays for that top wildcard spot. Whereas the Guardians, they got a four-game lead in the in the Central, and that's probably where they're shooting. But ultimately, if they got passed or passed, um, they could look to a wild card because only one win behind the Mariners. So two really good teams playing. Uh, the Mariners just took game one, I think ended a few minutes ago. Uh, I see a very puzzled look on your face, but I'm going to keep rolling through it. Um, it's honestly one of these series that I, I kind of like both teams here. Um, and the line right about Pickham, I think, makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Shane Bieber has pitched really well in his last, I don't know, since July 29th. So that's one, two, three, four, five, last six starts. He's pitched great. And it's against the Rays, D-backs, Tigers, Blue Jays, and White Sox. So some really good teams. All over the place. Yeah. Nice small... little kaleidoscope there. There you go. Yeah. So I'm very impressed how Bieber's fixed himself this season. Uh, his ERA was really low in the beginning of the year, kind of got mixed up in the month of Ju- July. But ever since the end of July up until now the end of August, his ERA is now low at 310. This is the big workhorse that's going to be protecting this rotation, and it has pitched really well. Cal Quantrell pitched great the other day. He's pitched really, really well. When you have him, McKenzie, who's just, I think, got 14 strikeouts in one of his last one of his last few starts, which is a career high for him. Now Bieber's pit pitching really great. You need that kind of confidence. You need that pitching to help you down the stretch, and they have the bullpen to hold out. It's like the offense can they contribute against a really good rotation. Low, you know, I think low key, like kind of really good rotation for the Mariners and that bullpen, which is stacked. And then, of course, the offense for the Mariners is really good. I'm I'm can't wait for this series. Luckily, I'll be up watching all you these games. Be because I'll be working all these for the West coast Yankee game. So I'll be up watching these games. So um, definitely hype for that. Won't tell anyone you're putting more of your attention on the guardians at the Mariners, as opposed to the Yankees <laughs> at the double a athletics. Yeah, nobody, Moved... nobody from work is, is listening to this. Nobody, nobody, Great. nobody I know is listening. Right. Shout out to everyone who is hopefully you remind Taylor that you're an avid listener and he's forgotten about you uh, when he sees you later tomorrow uh next we'll go to interleague and san diego is visiting kansas city joe musgrove at chris bubich uh currently musgrove a minus 165 road favorite over under his eight and that's a lot of respect for musgrove who hasn't really been the same since he got covid he's still a really good pitcher and he's probably going to overpower kansas city but uh, i think this game this number i feel like should be a little bit lower um, after back in the Royals last night, though, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with not wanting to touch them again, seeing how they just bunt every time they can. Uh, Mike Matheny style just loves loves to bunt, which drives me up a wall, uh, especially when they can't get runners in from third after giving a, away an out to a bunt. Um, but Bubich has had a pretty good year, and I feel like he's got a really overrated San Diego lineup that really hasn't clicked since they did the the trade. Juan Soto's been injured and out of the lineup a couple of days. Um, not feeling good about the Padres long-term uh, really at all. Um, haven't really felt that way for, for a while either. Looks like they're going to get in the playoffs, and I imagine they'll flame out pretty early. But when I say that out loud right now, it probably sets me up for disaster if they go on a big run. Uh, it's Kansas City or nothing for me, though. Did you say Chris Bubich has had a good year? 
better than the pitch to contact guy that I was afraid of him being uh, in the minors. So maybe his numbers aren't as beautiful. I've not looked at them. Well, I'd say this. He's pitched better because in July, on July 2nd, his ERA was at seven and now it's sitting at five to nine. Still not great, but Ooh, we've it's good. low. It's low. I mean, it was almost at a five. It was 502 against the White Sox on August 10th. And then it got kind of inflated a little bit. But anyway, um, and Joe Musgrove has pitched better since his horrific start against the Rockies, where he left six runs August 4th. There was that stretch of time since right, right after the start, right after the All Star game. Mets, Twins, Rockies, he let up a total of 10, oop, that's not right, 12 earned runs in three starts. Yikes. That's really bad. Not good as as the ace of the rotation. Um, uh, that... Come on, come on, come on. Let's not call him Chris Bubich the ace of the no, 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 no. I, no, I'm talking, about, I'm, just, I'm talking about Musgrove right now. Oh, sorry. My bad. Keep going. It's okay. Keep going. No, Keep yeah. Going. It's, it's Brady Singer. Come on. We're going to go talk okay. Brady yeah. Come Thanks. on. Come Thanks. on. Come Thanks. on. Yeah. His last three starts uh, for Joe Musgrove has been a lot better, which is a good sign if you are a Padres fan and most listen to the podcast. You got to gain a little bit of a little faith from Joe Musgrove. You got to get back on the wagon. This is still a hunt to get into the postseason. It ain't going to be easy. So I, I know, you know, this is. Uh, a not the typical Joe Musgrove we've we saw in the beginning of the year, but I have gained a little bit more faith with Joe Musgrove, and also Chris Bubich stinks out loud. So maybe this <laughs> time for the Padres to hit around a um a crafty lefty, but must but you know Bubich is not going to be I don't think dazzling a lot of eyes on Friday night when the stink is so bad you can hear it. Not a great not a great sign. Uh, <laughs> Next, we'll move to the Arizona Diamondbacks visiting the Chicago White Sox. And we got Tommy Henry, Michigan's own. Uh, and he is maybe a little bit of a homecoming going back up north, um, visiting Johnny Cueto, who uh, gets as many strikeouts as Taylor and I do, yet he's putting up eight innings every time he goes out there. Uh, currently, Cueto, a minus 169. Nice, nice. favorite. Over under is eight and a half. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of hoping to. Uh, eventually go against Johnny, but uh, I don't think this is the one for me here. Uh, Cause even if you get Arizona a lead as I watched last night, and I've unfortunately felt the pain of a bunch this season, Joe Mantiply as an all-star might be one of the more hilarious things of the year of our Lord 2022. That guy is a meatball thrower. And uh, I don't know what to say about the, cause he's kind of the best reliever in the Arizona bullpen, I think by numbers, because Melanson and Ian Kennedy are about as trustworthy as um, a thief. So, uh, what do you got? <laughs> what do you got on on John Cueto? You think he's going to keep this going? Eight innings pitch, two Ks again, or maybe even nine and one. Maybe that's how it goes. Yeah, Cueto has become one of the cooler stories this year. Cueto really hasn't found good pitching. He has he's not hasn't been a good pitcher since 2018. 2019, 5.06 ERA. His whip was a 1.25. Two years in a row, whip 1.37. ERAs are about 5 and 4. And now this year, he's found himself in 18 games pitched, 2.58 ERA. His last two starts against, right now, two playoff teams in the Astros and the Guardians. He's been dicing them up. He's been dicing up teams essentially since July 9th. 
He's been on fire. Would you say that Johnny Cueto is the workhorse of this Chicago White Sox rotation and keeping them afloat? Because Lance Lynn is hot garbage. Giolito can't find it. Michael Kopech seems like he he yeah I but when he when he would pitch he would really pitch decently well and then they couldn't score runs for him. Am I wrong that Cueto is keeping this team afloat? I mean, it's pretty disrespectful. Uh, I mean, you not the All Star community not letting Dylan Cease in. You know, I feel like that's pretty pretty tough. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot about Dylan Cease because he was a snub. That's right. You know, I think if I forget it, that means the whole world's forgotten. I mean, everyone. I, mean, I, I don't know why. About him. If I gotta be a Dylan Cease stan, I, I guess I will. That I will take on that role. He didn't have a great start yesterday or a couple of days ago. But that guy deserves a lot better than to be besmirched by the All-Star Game Committee and by one Taylor Ringgold. That's my uh, you can add him on Twitter. All the family members of the <laughs> Cease household, add Taylor Ringgold. Tell him he's an idiot. Uh, I w- you could argue that that Johnny Cueto is the workhorse because Dylan Cease has never even been alive in the eighth inning. So um, he's usually <laughs> showered up by that point. But um, I do think that you could say Johnny Cueto is a workhorse uh, I wouldn't say the workhorse. He is a workhorse. He's getting a lot of outs somehow. Um, not as impressively as Dylan Cease. But ultimately, if you go eight innings versus five, I think you you might be a little bit more important to the team. Um, last but not least, uh, of course, no line on this one, but San Francisco is throwing out Alex Wood, and he's visiting Joe Ryan. Uh, a good, good matchup of two starting pitchers that look like they have it, and then ultimately two innings of their starts, they can get hit pretty hard. Um, which should be a pretty good series. San Francisco is still lying to themselves, thinking they're in the race. Uh, Minnesota is falling by the wayside, unfortunately, they four days win, back man. of the Guardians. They do, they do need it. They're, they're basically pulling all their starters after five innings now. It seems like they don't want them to go a third time through, which just means we get more Emilio Pagan, which uh, is probably why the Twins are only two games over 500 Dude, we right talk now. about him so much. It's so funny. I, he's still pitching. It's amazing that he's out there. But, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, so so now, before we, without further ado, before we get to our, our best bets, I'll go through, uh, use the promo code BUNT20. I mean, it's hilarious that I was just talking about Mike Matheny and his, his love affair with bunting. I watched that at least twice last night, almost kill rallies. Uh, but Bunt 20, you get you 20% off. Uh, I'm putting my picks out each night. Also, uh, soccer picks I'm including for the weekends uh, with my baseball packages. So you get, um, if you're into the football, uh, the European version, um, you get that too with, with the bases as well. Um, been pretty hot in both so far. Try to keep that going. Bunt 20, you can get 20% off anything on the pregame.com website, whether it's mine or uh, plenty of other gifted handicappers are on that as well. Um, and I think you have to use it within seven days. So uh, it's mm-hmm. an exploding offer. Get it done. Use it. Bunt 20. Uh, don't do the Matheny thing in real life, but use it on the as a promo code on the website. And mm-hmm. since I've won five in a row and I've, I've reclaimed the top spot in our uh, head-to-head competition, though I got to say, coming off a of 2-0 in best bets is a pretty good week for the show. We're going to try to keep that going, try to make that 4-0 because uh, we only give winners on this show. I'm going to go with my best bet for this week, and it's going to be Logan Gilbert and Seattle Mariners, a minus 105 favorite. I guess it's about wow. pick them. Not really sure there's a favorite in this one, but they are minus 105 currently on the Bet Online website, and I'm taking Logan Gilbert a lot because I think he can hang in this matchup with Shane Bieber. 
I don't know that there's a real advantage in either of the lineups here. I do think I would probably pick Shane Bieber as a slightly uh, better pitcher in this matchup, and I think he'll do a little bit better. But I just feel like the Seattle bullpen is uh, one of those things you don't want to bet against, especially in a home situation where they're getting last at bats. And if it somehow goes to extra innings, I feel like Seattle's a big, big favorite because you really only need to worry about uh, Class A in the, in the Cleveland bullpen at the end of the game. He's definitely a scary thing, and it could go Beaver to Class A, but I feel like it's very unlikely those two will cover all 27 outs. So I'm going to give Seattle Mariners, Logan Gilbert, minus 105 is my best bet for Friday. Love that. This would be a great series. I'll be watching. I'll be rooting. I'll be rooting for the for the Seattle Mariners because my boy, boy Griff's got him. So I'm going to root for him as well. But my best bet is I'm going to be taking – the Atlanta Braves at minus 137 against the really good St. Louis Cardinals. I mentioned before, not having Nolan Arenado in the lineup for Friday's game, definitely important. We mentioned it in detail. Quintana has pitched pretty well this season, and being a great addition for the Cardinals is very important. Strider has pitched great. The Atlanta Braves are hungry. They want to win in the worst way. They are a Game and a half as of right now. We're recording Thursday, but who knows what it would be. But they're a game and a half back of the lead for the NL East. They need to win now. They are hot. They are on a three-game winning streak, won eight of their last ten. Spencer Strider has been a tank, a absolute wagon. The quad father. The quad father, the stash man. He's got it all. He's What a combo. The guy is a freaking beast. Throws Ched, has massive quads, wears the tightest pants, and has the stash of all stashes, and he loves it. So I'm going to take that. Everyone, you, we just hyped up Spencer Strider and the Braves right now. Take him too. Take him with me. Minus 137, Atlanta Braves, lock it in. Logan Gilbert, Mariners, lock it in. Strider, Braves, lock it in. Hell of a best bet. Let's go for 2-0 and again. Let's go for 2-0. You can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Feel free to interact with me. Slide in the DMs. They're always open. Uh, also, we're going to try to find a way to try to incorporate some of your feedback and, and everybody uh, as we're trying to figure out what to do about Wednesdays. Uh, Taylor, why don't you give us your info and get us out of here? All right, kiddos. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ringgold and then follow me on other social medias as well. Instagram is Taylor underscore Ringgold and then you can do at Taylor Ringgold for the others. Another great episode, another great best bets. Spencer Strider and the Braves, minus 137. And Logan Gilbert and the Mariners at minus 105. We'll go for 2-0 again, kid, kiddos. We will catch you guys next week. A lot more content to come. Unfortunately, of course, we can't do Wednesdays no more. But we're still putting out content two times a week. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Go watch some baseball this weekend. Have a good weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. Peace.